wagstayandplay.com. That's wagstayandplay.com. Catch the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. Who do you think looks more like the guy from Monopoly, Bruce Boudreaux or Barry Trotz? Weekday mornings at 9, right here on AM740, The Fan, KNFL Fargo. Welcome, welcome to the weekend. Everybody up. This is Herded Here with Swanee on 740 The Fan. You'll get the insight and latest information on North Dakota State football. From the tailgate lot to the football field, our countdown is on. Here's your host of Heard It Here, Josh Swanson. And we're coming to your city. College game day looking at Fargo once again. Lee Corso wearing goofy hats. Kirk Herb Street going downtown. This is Josh Swanson. Heard it here on 740 AM and 107.3 FM. And that is the question. On everybody's minds, this homecoming weekend, I'm watching live as ESPN's College Game Day is broadcasting out at Eugene, Oregon for the Oregon Ducks game against Stanford. Stanford, the Stanford Cardinals. And folks, normally I don't talk about other college football programs. You won't hear no Herbie Husker, Nebraska Corn Husker talk on this station during this show anyway. But the question on everybody's minds, I heard it, I heard it a thousand times this week and yesterday from uh, Afternoons Live at Bar 9 with Tyler Axness. I visited with him, and that's all anybody wanted to talk about up there. From Herded Horns to Chubb's Pub, Swanee, Swanee's game, game day coming back. What are the odds? What are the odds? Is it, is it 50-50? Well, I got some intelligence. See, I'm working for you even on homecoming Friday night, out and about, celebrating all things bison. I've got my ear to the ground. I'm talking to folks saying, hey, let's just keep this under the radar. But you tell old Swanee, you tell old Swanee what you're hearing about game day. So I I suppose you want me to tell you what I heard about game day. There's some some big announcement. Well, I, I don't have a big announcement. But I'm getting, I'm getting conflicting reports. So one inside source close to the situation, I says, hey, buddy, is this, this going to happen? Corso, Herb Street, Desmond, those, those guys coming back? They told me that NDSU has been contacted, that game day, and ESPN reached out. To North Dakota State and said, you folks better be ready because it's a possibility. So I'm, I heard that last night. I'm thinking, all right, man. All right. Battle for the Dakota marker. John Stigemeyer, Darth Stig from the evil empire down in Brookings, piloting his X-Fighter with his trusty can of juice right next to him. For the Dakota marker battle, game day coming to Fargo, how cool would that be? How how great would it be to showcase the top rivalry in all of FCS next weekend? What a crowd that would be. What a fun time that would be. But 
No, you're killing me, Swan. No butts. No butts. There's no butts in game day. But talking to another source who has inside information from the mothership, from ESPN, said, Swan, it's not looking real good, buddy. He told me that if Penn State beat Illinois, which happened, it was a tight ball game in the third quarter, and then Penn State, the Nittany Lions, just housed, just housed. The fighting lion, I racked off something like 30 or 40 straight points. And that matters because really the only game on the FBS radar that's worth anything next weekend is Penn State hosting Ohio State and Happy Valley. So if you take a look at the docket, the list of games where game day is looking, they're saying, oh, boys, you know, those folks in Fargo, those guys at Six Flags, Ma Swanee, those guys and on the plains, all those boys, Mark Celine and his crew, boy, they know how to have a good time at tailgating. They know how to party. They can bring it. Lee Fitting, a couple years ago, the former executive producer of Game Day, described the scene in Fargo as Wrigleyville meets crazy European soccer meets spring break. In other words, we put on one heck of a good show. So we're stacked up against Ohio State, the Buckeyes, and Penn State. Now this morning, you might be saying, oh, Swan, Swan, I, I know you know college football, brother. You're, you've got game day on live. It's dark. Out in Eugene, Oregon, I'm watching the TV monitor at Studio Lee Corso. Looks like he's been at an all-night kegger because it's 5 in the morning out there. I don't think those boys like waking up at 2 in the morning to go on TV. So they're, uh, they're, they're playing a little hurt this morning. They're looking a little gassed, but I'll tell you what, that crowd in Eugene looks, looks all right. It's dark. They got some neon green stuff. They got that crazy old Aflac looking duck mascot walking around. There's another game on the West Coast next weekend. BYU out at Washington. BYU had a big win over the Badgers in Madison, Wisconsin last weekend. The Wisconsin Badgers were a favorite to get to the college football playoff with their offensive line that looks more like an NFL offensive line. Their running back who was a preseason Heisman favorite. And, boy, I don't know what was in the water in Wisconsin last weekend, but the Badgers kicker. I'm a Vikings fan, guys. I can commiserate. We don't have a kicker. We drafted that Carlson kid fifth round, and he can't make one from 35 yards in overtime, and we tie the pack. Well, Wisco, their kicker, missed a field goal against BYU, so all of a sudden that BYU game out at Washington next week that looks pretty attractive, but now here's a butt you'll like. This is a butt you will like. You'll love this butt. But game day is not going to go back to the West Coast two weekends in a row and get up at 1 or 2 a.m. to broadcast at 5 a.m. local time, 8 o'clock Eastern, to show Washington BYU. So that's those are the two on the docket, really the only other game that's competing with North Dakota State for a game day party next weekend is Penn State versus Ohio State. And that's an awfully big Big Ten game, folks. That might be that might be the game of the year in the Big Ten football conference for as poor as they've been in the first few weeks of the season. And that's that's a shame. 
That's a darn shame. It has me wanting to cry. You see me at tailgating today? Give give your pal Swanee a big old hug because I'm worried. I I want game day to come something fierce. I, I want him to showcase North Dakota State. I want him to showcase Fargo. I want him to showcase the Dakota Markle, Marker rivalry, the best, the best, hands-down best rivalry in the FCS. And we'll talk about that a little bit later this morning and next week. But the Dakota Marker, this is a true story, was born in the basement of my college house at 901 College Street. You look up. The Godfather. The Godfather Adam Jones. Old Jonesy. Blue Key. Jonesy and I were both in Blue Key. And Jonesy invented the Dakota Marker in the basement of 901 College Street. We brewed, we brewed our own beer called College Street. That's also a true story. I found a bottle of that. We made labels and everything. It was pretty... Uh, pretty fortuitous of us to to start our own brewery it's been discontinued the fda says that stuff is like rat poison and might uh, not be safe for consumption but that's where their dakota marker was born folks we got a big morning on heard it here with swanee matt entz defensive coordinator for north dakota state is going to join us here in a little bit to talk about code green we're going to sit down and we're going to talk with jabril cox number 42 stud linebacker for North Dakota State, I went out yesterday at Shields, and I bought myself a number 42 Jabril Cox jersey because I had such a good time talking with that young man, and here it is. Every week, Swanee goes one-on-one with NDSU's Playmakers, the guys who make it happen for the Bison and continue the program's tradition and excellence. These guys are the strength of the herd. We got North Dakota State stud linebacker Jabril Cox with us here on Herded Here with Swanee on 7:40 a.m. The Fan and 107.3 FM. Jabril, you picked up right where you left off last season. Two games, big interception, return for a touchdown. How are you feeling this year? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling even better than last year. I know I got a year under my belt with the uh, defense and everything, so I'm just trying to progress and uh, just continue on what I did last year. The the dagger in the second half against North Alabama. Your interception return. Walk us through the play, what you saw, and what happened. Yeah, it was a play that I've seen a lot on scout team. Uh, I know once he did a little pause and then whip, I knew he was going to go out and the quarterback was going to look for him. So I just wanted to react and find the ball, and that's what I did. Between your first year playing last year, coming on the scene in a big way, that Youngstown State game, fans have been watching for you, a really hyped-up recruit, and now this year, what was the big? what is the big difference for you between year number one and year number two? Uh, it's just gaining, being more mature and uh, just playing faster. I know you can always play faster, get better. You can always progress. It doesn't matter uh, what you do. You can always grow. So I'm just trying to take my game to the next level. What uh, For you, what has been that next level? Are you just seeing things better, the, the mm-hmm. scheme kind of slowing down a little bit, diagnosing what other teams are doing? Yeah, uh, discovering my uh, being in uh, my coverage as well. Uh, I know reading the quarterback, doing more film study than I did last year, uh, sort of things like that. What are you learning from uh, guys that weren't playing last year that were hurt? Greg Menard, an All-American guy. Dan Marlette missed a lot of time. What's it like to be playing with those guys again after they missed either all of last season or a significant part of the year? Yeah, uh, having them not there and now having them here, uh, it's very humbling for them. And I know that at any point my uh, chance could be taken away like that so they just want me to uh, make the most of everything that I do and just play 100% every time. 
for for Code Green being one of the top defenses in in all of college football. What do you guys look to do every game? Because our fans see it and say, well, NDSU gave up a field goal or a touchdown. Yeah. That's a lot. But you guys are leading the nation in several statistical categories. What's that like for you guys preparing throughout the week, knowing you're one of the best defenses in college football? Yeah, going in every week, we just want to shut out every single opponent. Uh, we want to hold them to as minimal yards as we can and just uh, just stop them, just get three and outs, as many three, three and outs we can to help the offense out. What for, for Delaware playing the Blue Hens, uh, uh, power from mm-hmm. the CAA? You guys are familiar with the CAA having yep. beaten James Madison in the national championship. You guys got to be excited to have a, another crack at a CAA team this weekend. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a great battle. I know their offense is similar to what we go against, so we'll have a little bit of similarities in that. And it's just going to be a ground uh, groundhouse football type of game. What do you know about their quarterback? Quarterback and running back, both really big guys, 6'4", yeah. 240. I think they got a tight end who's tipping the scales at 270. Uh, pretty big guys. Yeah, they got a lot of big guys overall. I know size and weight. So tackling is going to be a big part of this game. I know last game we didn't do as well, so this game we have to step it up. That's one of the things that his weekly press conference, Coach Kleiman had referenced, wrapping up better. And, and for us, is, is uh, whether it's media or fans watching in the stands, we just see you guys forcing three and outs, holding teams to you know 130 yards. They're starting offense and low point to- low point totals. But what are you guys working on week to week to week to get better? Yes, yeah, the little things. I know the little things go a long way. I know a lot of people don't see that, but in practice, we like to work on technique and just getting those things down. Because if you work on that, then it'll just transit into the game. Talk about your role, not just as a starting linebacker, but on special teams. There's a lot of you guys that are either all conference, all American mm-hmm. defenders. You're also playing a big role in special teams, and I know you had that big tackle on, I think it was punk coverage last week against the Lions. Yeah, that's a great thing of having uh, starters and older guys on uh, special teams to make the younger guys know that you can't take just a a playoff and not just play defense. you got to also do your role on special teams, so that's the great thing about it. Are are you guys happy? I mean, the the performances on the defensive side have been so good and so consistent through two weeks. Uh, as far as your guys' performances have gone, do you feel pretty good about what Code Green's doing out there? Oh, yeah, we feel great in what, uh, what we're doing. We just want to continue it, and we know these next uh, eight weeks it's going to be tough, so we just have to stick to it and just continue to do what we've been doing. Jabril Cox with us here on 740 AM, The Fan. Heard it here with Swanee and 107.3 FM. Jabril, your, your little brother, your younger brother is a Bison now. What's that like having uh, your brother with you here in Fargo and playing for the Bison? Yeah, it's an amazing feeling having Jazir here. I know in high school we didn't really get to play together, so just having them up here and having the potential to play with them, it's amazing. Are there different things that you're able to teach him or provide him instruction on about not just kind of on the field, but, you know, college stuff or, hey, watching film, film study, weight room, nutrition, stuff like that? Yeah, I'm able to give him the ins and outs of uh, experiencing what college is like. I know coming in here, I was going in blind, so he gets to have my experience about it. I get to tell him about it and what he gets to expect. Jabril, thanks a lot for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Jabril Cox, number 42, stud linebacker. Not not the next stud linebacker. He's a stud linebacker right now for the Bison. He says Code Green's goal, just shut out every opponent. How about that? You're the Bison defense. Your mentality today is shutting out the Delaware Blue Hens. Pat Kehoe, their 6'4", 240-pound quarterback, is a Big dude slinging the ball 79 times in three games this year for 735 yards, 245 yards per game, six touchdowns. You're going to meet Jabril Cox today, brother.
Jabril Cox is going to introduce himself and say, Mr. Kehoe, this is the Fargo Dome turf, and you better get comfortable down there because you're going to be spending an awful lot of time on the Fargo Dome, Fargo Dome turf. It's cold green, man. They got after it last week. They got after Christian Lopez last week, the North Alabama quarterback. I want to thank some sponsors, Peterman Farm Seed, Seaberg Power Sports, Essential Health, Yonke Insurance, Altendorf Trucking for helping to bring you that interview with Jabril Cox. We're going to take a quick timeout on Her to Hear with Swanee on 740 AM, The Fan and 107.3 FM. You can find me at Twitter, on Twitter, at Swanee8, and check out our show page at 740thefan.com. Coming up, we got Matt Entz, defensive coordinator for North Dakota State. Can I get up Power Trip Morning Show. Weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on The Fan. I think we can clearly say this is a shindig. It's party time, people! When you need tires, Valley Tires got them. Passenger car and light truck tires, commercial truck tires, even agricultural tires and tracks. If it rolls, Valley Tire has you covered with the most popular and best performing tires on the market. Michelin, BF Goodrich, Uniroyal, and Hamcook. Valley Tire, the newest tire shop in the FM area. With a knowledgeable staff to get you back on the road in a hurry. Valley Tire, 6827th Street South, Fargo. Just south of the intersection of Main Avenue and 25th Street. Online at valleytire.net or call 701-551-7002. Altendorf Trucking has alternating full and part-time CDLA driving positions to be filled immediately for the harvest season, hauling local and over the road. These positions can easily be made permanent for those willing to work full-time. Get started on your new career with Altendorf Trucking. To apply, call Mike or Marvin at Altendorf Trucking and Express in Minto, North Dakota, or email application to truck.safety at altendorfinc.com. That's truck.safety at altendorfinc.com. Now's the time to buy your grass seed from Peterman Seeds. Peterman Seeds has a large supply of lawn seed, and they even have a lawn seeder available for rent. Get your yard looking green and lush. This is also a great time to think ahead about wheat, soybeans, and corn for next year. The top varieties and top quality, giving you top yields. That's Peterman Seeds. Peterman Seeds, right off Highway 10 in Holly. Give them a call today, 1-800-326-3102. Hi, I'm Paul Myers. And I'm Brady Brunsvold from Legacy Wealth Management. You know, Bison fans and team are known for their excitement, for their energy, and for their passion. And at Legacy Wealth Management, when it comes to your investments, we're known for the same things, excitement, energy, and passion. And when it comes to investing, if you have questions, make sure to give us a call, 701-365-8083. That's Legacy Wealth Management, located right here in the middle of Bison country in Fargo, North Dakota. Welton's Tire Service knows that the right combination of dedication and talent is what makes any team successful. And that's why they're so successful at Welton's Tire Service on Main Street in Lisbon. They've been dedicated to their customers for over four decades with talented technicians who offer superior service and maintenance. Welton's Tire Service on Main Street in Lisbon. They're your Goodyear dealer. Welton's Tire Service in Lisbon, North Dakota. Online at weltonstire.net. Let's go Bison! Essentia Health is proud to support athletes at every level of play. We'll get you back on the field or on the court as safely and quickly as possible, no matter what sport you play. Our orthopedic and sports medicine specialists will provide expert care for your injuries so you can put on your uniform to do what you love again. Essentia Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine, caring for you like nowhere else. 
For more information, visit EssentiaHealth.org. North Dakota State defensive coordinator Matt Entz with us on 740 AM, The Fan, and 107.3 FM. Heard it here with Swanee. Coach, two games in, Code Green has had two really good games. Yeah, we've played well so far. Uh, I think uh, fundamentally we're, we're, we're playing well. I would have liked to have seen us tackle a little bit better maybe against North Alabama. There's a couple moments where uh, I wasn't satisfied, but uh, probably as a coach, you, you never are. But, no, I'm pleased with where we're at right now. Uh, you know, it, it took a – away from maybe our normal uh, preparation, preparing for an option team week one, but having so many guys with experience, uh, guys returning players who who've have a number of reps under their belt has probably helped us moving forward since that game. How are you guys coming along as a coaching staff with rotations? There's a lot of guys on the defensive line, linebacker. I mean, all over the defense, you got so many guys. Have you guys started to get comfortable with how you're rotating guys in and out during the game? Well, I think so. I think at the same time, we're still trying to identify some young guys that maybe can help us. Uh, the Spencer Wages, you've seen play a little bit of both uh, uh, inside defensive tackle and defensive end. Uh, Jabril Cox has played some inside linebacker and some outside linebacker. So, I mean, it's just still a little bit of, you know, testing the waters and seeing where our best personnel are. Uh, I think we're relatively comfortable because uh, a lot of guys, like I said before, have, have a number of snaps under their belt. And uh, I think we're just trying to see where we can find our best people for that particular sub package. One of the things that Coach Kleiman mentioned at his press conference this week was a guy like Robbie Grimsley. Now he's so smart that he's kind of able to bait quarterbacks into mixing up their run-pass calls. Talk about how important it is to have veteran leadership and a guy like Robbie on the defense. Well, Robbie does an unbelievable job, and and uh, to you know kind of uh, feed off of what Coach said, Robbie does a great job playing that boundary safety uh, when we get into kind of our. Uh, nickel uh, sub package uh, and again he he can help protect that single receiver side and 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 deter quarterbacks from wanting to go back there, even if we try to get into a single high uh, safety look. Um, but he is, he's a smart kid. He can he can hover on that backside hash. He can manipulate quarterbacks' eyes. He can change up uh, maybe where they want to run the football. And so all of a sudden now they run it back into the, into the teeth of the defense. So it's critical. I mean, it's taken time. Robbie's been a very intelligent young man since he re- arrived at NDSU and has continued to develop over the course of, of his last four years. Uh, Coach Klanerman's done an outstanding job job with them and uh, you'll look for bigger and bigger things this being Robbie's senior year. How are you guys going to be tested as a defense playing Delaware this weekend? uh, Left hand southpaw quarterback, big kid, 240 pounds, big running back. A uh, lot of running. It looks like they like to use a run to set up the pass. What do you guys need to do to be successful as a defense? Well, I think first thing is we got to be sound in what we do. Uh, you know, I, I look in the mirror. They look a lot like us up front. Uh, big, long kids. Uh, you know, long, lean, athletic bodies on the offensive line. Have a tight end that's six six two seventy. Uh, you know, I refer to he's kind of like an offensive lineman with wings. Uh, he's just another one of, uh, of them. But uh, we're going to have to play really well up front and play with great pad level because they're going to come off the football, try to establish the run game. Uh, they have some dynamic uh, outside receivers uh, that are long, gifted kids that can really stretch the field vertically as well. Uh, 
we're going to need to do a good job of mixing up our coverages from zone to man. Uh, are we going to bring any pressure or, or, or look like we're bringing pseudo pressure and then fall back into coverage? Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit of a cat and mouse game, but you know, it, it's going to come down to who, whichever defense allows the run game to start to take over uh, is, going to, is going to struggle throughout the day, and we need to make sure that we're ready to go uh, defending their 12 personnel and their big, their big, like you said, the big backs and, and their offensive line. North Dakota State defensive coordinator Matt Entz with us here on Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM. The Fan, 107.3 FM. Coach, talking about pressure, last week against North Alabama, your defensive line didn't give their quarterback Lopez room to, to scratch his nose. You were all over him all day. That had to have been a lot of fun to watch your guys get after the quarterback like that. It was good. You know, we, we, we maybe I didn't have all the sacks in the world, but we had a lot of quarterback hits. Uh, we were getting pressure on him, uh, maybe changing the uh, trajectory of the football, uh, influencing the play. So I thought our kids up front did a great job. Uh, we tried to bring a little bit maybe unusual pressures, some things that we hadn't done in the past or shown as often. Um, so that way maybe our, our future opponents now have to believe that those are, are legitimate playbook type things. And now they have to spend time repping them. But it was a good day. Our kids always seem to buy into what our, our third down package, uh, our, our, our nick package, uh, that's when it, it starts to get exciting. Uh, you think to yourself, you know, you, you get a chance to blitz, you get a chance to create a sack or a big takeaway on third down. It's a lot, yeah, that's a lot more enjoyable than playing the run game on first down. Was uh, Jabril's interception return for a touchdown third quarter against North Alabama, was that a product of just continuing to wear them down and their quarterback threw it too early to somewhere he didn't want to go? What what happened on that play? Well, we were playing a, we were playing a version of, co of cover four. Uh, we are in one of our adjustments called Palms, and uh, they ran a little bit of a whip route by the number two receiver where he tried to stem Jabril back in inside, threaten his inside leverage, and then burst back outside. And it was one of the routes that we had repped over and over and over uh, this week. Um, and uh, Jabril did a great job of maintaining his inside leverage. And once he felt that route break away, then he just undercut the route, uh, anticipating what the throw would be. Because uh, we knew either the quarterback was going to take the out uh, by the number two receiver or look to hit the seam route uh, right back on the hash. And so he did a great job just playing the quarterback's eyes once he felt the route develop. Talk about his development from year one last year he really came onto the scene that Youngstown State game and now to year two where where he's one of probably the better linebackers in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Well he's continued to be a student of the game uh, you know last year it was a little bit of, of hit and miss uh, we tried to minimize his game plan or minimize the the extent of what he needed to know going into a game and as the year progressed in 2017 uh, th those calls and that call sheet for him got bigger and bigger where he was uh, at the end of the year was a guy we never wanted to take off the field and, he, and he's picked right back up over the summer uh, we spend time uh, in the meeting room trying to continue to develop his knowledge of the game uh, we've actually had him play a little bit of will linebacker during fall camp you saw probably on Saturday he was playing some will as well uh, and, and it's only going to make him a better football player more well-rounded uh, and give him more experiences where he can be you know help us out uh, Jabril's all about helping the team and if if, if that means he's got to play Will, he'll play Will if it makes room for us to get our best 11 on the football field. Uh, but at the same time, he is probably one of our most dynamic slattery defenders that we have. Wrapping up here with North Dakota State defensive co defensive coordinator Matt Anson. Heard it here with Swanee. Coach, it's got to feel good to see Greg Menard and Dan Marlette back on the field. Looks like they're playing with 100% after injuries last year. It is. It is. Both those guys, uh, you know, I, I told people early in the year the only way you know that they were banged up was because they were 
wear big knee braces out there. But uh, if those guys uh, didn't wear them, you would never know that both of them were coming off ACL injuries and uh, went through the nine, ten month rehab and have come back. You know, and you're always worried about the the sudden movements. Are they there? Uh, hey, they're running straight line. They're getting stronger in the weight room. But when it comes down to you know executing techniques and changing direction during the course of a play are their movements still there and I think both of them have come back unbelievable and that's a credit to Bobby in our training room that's a credit to coach Kramer and the people in the weight room uh, of, of helping these guys get back on the field and, and maybe even at a higher level than when they left the field coach best of luck to you guys in Code green this weekend I appreciate it thank you doesn't that just get you fired up man I'm excited man I am I'm pumped up to get to tailgating homecoming crowd to see you guys but I'm I'm excited to get into the Fargo Dome and watch Code Green. That Matt Ansa is an old school defensive guy. You you heard you heard his voice. It reminds me of John Facenda from NFL Films. Growing up watching those with Brother Swan, Justin and I would watch NFL Films for hours in our basement in Maddock, North Dakota. Code Green, the Bison defense across the prairies rolls the thunder. Cannot be escaped, and you know they're coming for you. And like a winter's chilly wind, there's nothing you can do to avoid it. Dun, dun, dun. John Facenda, man, I can't even come close to touching that guy's golden pipes. But that's that's what Matt Entz has me thinking of with that interview, Code Green and Jabril Cox. Something that stood out to me in that interview, when you've got a sophomore and you're trusting him with Jabril's physical abilities and his playmaking and ball-hawking skills. But something key that Coach and said, they're playing him at some inside linebacker now. So you got a guy who's a sophomore who's already pretty darn good that is understanding the game to the point they're playing him at both outside and inside linebacker. And that just impresses the heck out of me and tells you how good Jabril Cox is. That interview was brought to you by Welton's Tire Service, Valley Tire, Chris Heisey, American Family Insurance Agent, Legacy Wealth Management, and TRS Industries. We got more game day talk coming up. I know. Swanee, we need to hear more game day. We need more cowbell. More game day. So we'll have Nolan P. Schmidt, editor-in-chief of the Bison Illustrated Magazine, coming up right after this break. Come on, come on, turn the radio on. Yeah. 740 The Fan is owned and operated by Midwest Radio of Fargo-Moorhead. I like it Ready for some tough talk about tarps? TRS Industries, manufacturer of America's best tarps, wants you to know that all tarps are not alike. TRS tarps are the toughest you can find. Made of strong American fabric and materials. TRS offers the best warranty in the business. Go to trsindustries.com and see their full line of products. Their expert custom cover specialist has over 35 years of experience. TRS Industries, America's best tarps. The harder kids play, the harder they fall. On the field, the court, or the playground, injuries and broken bones happen. Essentia Health's orthopedics and sports medicine team offers easy access to experts who provide compassionate care to get your kids back in the game as safely and quickly as possible. Essentia Health orthopedics and sports medicine, caring for you like nowhere else. For more information, visit EssentiaHealth.org. 
Attention truck drivers, Altendorf Trucking and Express of Minto, North Dakota is hiring professional OTR CDL Class A company drivers. They're also looking for regional drivers eligible to go to Canada. Offers great pay and benefits, driver friendly, all miles paid, home when needed, paid weekly and nice equipment. To join the Altendorf team, send an email to apply to david.f at altendorfinc.com. That's david.f at altendorfinc.com. Valley Tires, the newest tire shop in the FM area with passenger car and light truck tires, commercial truck tires, even agricultural tires and tracks. But they are so much more than just tires. Valley Tire does wheel alignments and mechanical work too. They have on-site service trucks and a pickup and delivery service. Whether it's the family sedan, a fleet vehicle, or a farm tractor, Valley Tire will handle it for you. Just say the word. Valley Tire, 6827 Street South, Fargo. Just south of the intersection of Main Avenue and 25th Street. Online at valleytire.net or call 701-551-700. At American Family Insurance, we believe that with the right support, any dream is possible. For auto, home, business, or life, contact us today. For details, contact Chris Heise Agency. Call 701-293-0798 or stop by 722 13th Avenue East in West Fargo today. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI. American Family Insurance Company. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. Mud, that's just tire paint. Rock piles, just rough steps. Rain, free shower. Can-Am vehicles were made to perform and make the most out of any challenge. And right now, quality costs less. The Yellow Tag sales event is on now. Get to Seabird Power Sports on Highway 59 North in Detroit Lakes for details and savings of up to $2,000. Certain restrictions apply, subject to credit approval. See Seabird Power Sports on Highway 59 North in Detroit Lakes for details. As old as paper and ink, Nolan Schmidt brings his new school approach to Bison Illustrated as its editor-in-chief and joins Swanee to go over the big headlines for this week's matchup. We're cooking up. A tailgating panacea, cornucopia of excellence. This morning on Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM, The Fan and 107.3 FM. You can hear the interviews with Jabril Cox and North Dakota State defensive coordinator Matt Entz on the Heard It Here with Swanee show page at 740thefan.com. With us now for his usual weekly hit is Nolan P. Schmidt, the editor in chief of Bison Illustrated and Nolan, let's get right at it, buddy. We you think game day, college game day, man? You think do you think ESPN and the good folks from Bristol and college game day will be in Fargo next weekend? You know, I think that's what everybody wants to see. I mean, you think about it, Swanee. You know, college game day goes out of their way to do an FCS game at least once a year. I think last year it was James Madison Villanova, and obviously. College Game Day's made two trips here in 13 and 14, but you know I'm unsure of if they're going to make it here this year, Swanee. I'm I'm got my eye on this Ohio State Penn State game. I know they just did Ohio State down in Dallas at AT&T Stadium against TCU, but Penn State's the 10th ranked team in the country, I believe, and, and Ohio State's in the top 10 as well. So you know that's a top 10 FCS matchup. I'm a little worried that that might take the precedence. You know. And, I mean, from what I've hear, heard, I mean, it's not going to be that college game day stays out west for a game like BYU and Washington that we were talking about a little bit earlier in the week. They want to come back east if they're moving their set. So it's either going to be Fargo or it's going to be 
you know, happy Valley, but I'm, I don't know. I don't want to be pessimistic, Swanee, because that's not, that's just not my nature. But I, 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 I have my eye on this Ohio State Penn State. I think that is just what looks not more palatable, but that's what looks to be, you know, the game of the week, if you will. And it's also, you know, keep in mind, you know, a lot of times college game day schedules these things around where Kirk Herbstreit is actually doing color analysis for ESPN. And oddly enough, you know, Ohio State, Penn State is the game of the week on ABC's, you know, next week. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what worries me because right now Ohio State, they had a big win over TCU last weekend. They're the number four team in the country in FBS. Penn State is the number 10 team in FBS. And with number seven, Stanford, playing number eight, Notre Dame. Well, actually, that's next weekend. That's next weekend, South Bend, not this weekend. But the, the other games in front of them, you know, Notre Dame is at Wake Forest. They'll probably win that. There's really not much else going on this weekend in FBS. Uh, LSU's got Louisiana Tech. Auburn's got Arkansas. Arkansas has been dreadful this year. Uh, Stanford has Oregon. That's where game day's at now out in Eugene. So uh, Penn State will probably stay at that number nine, number 10, but it's a probably the biggest game of the Big Ten football conference. So it's a real appealing game from that standpoint. But the, the one thing that gives me a little bit of hope is that the, the Big Ten – Game day was at uh, down in Arlington for Ohio State TCU last week, so it would be their second time in three weeks covering Ohio State. So they might want a fresh story because the Urban Meyer thing and his suspension and what Ohio State's dealing with there has been um, talked uh, talked out quite a bit, and there's been a lot of coverage of that. And then the first week of the year, game day covered the Michigan game in South Bend, Notre Dame, Michigan. So then you're having three times in the span of a month Game day is covering the Big Ten, so that's real heavy on Big Ten. And outside of Ohio State and Penn State, the Big Ten has took some really tough beats this year with Notre Dame beating Michigan, of course, Wisconsin going down to BYU, uh, Nebraska. Nebraska went down to Troy and is having, what, they're 0-3 right now, 0-2, and, and it's not looking like it's going to get any better with Scott Frost first year. So the, the one thing that's giving me some hope, what I'm latching onto, Nolan, I'm latching onto it, and I won't. Let go. I'll say, Herb Street, come visit us, brother. You got to come to Fargo, is the fact that uh, game day has been so heavy on Big Ten football this year in the first month. Yeah, and, you know, when you think about it, it, it makes sense to come to Fargo, in my opinion. You know, fans, you know, of the show, regardless of the college football team that you follow, you want to see diversity in where college game day goes. And, I mean, you know, it's to, to give you two points maybe that, that maybe we'll, that Biden fans can hang their hats on before we get this announcement. Oh, lay, you got, lay it on us, man. Lay, us on, lay it on us. Two points. I, hit us. Hit you us. You know, when you think about it, 13-14, they were here. Kirk Herbstreit had to take a private jet to get wherever he was going. So, I mean, it's not like he can't take a jet to get to Happy Valley after the show. And, you know, keep in mind, Swanee, you know, we got South Dakota State coming in next week. You know, it's not the incarnate word. It's not Delaware State, which were the two teams that the Bison were playing the last two times college game day came through town. Those games meant nothing. This game next week, this game means a whole heck of a lot. Yeah, number number one, North Dakota State, get by Delaware today. South Dakota State has a bye week. You're talking number one versus number three in FCS. The biggest rivalry game, in my opinion, in all of FCS it's a unique story in that both schools made the Division One transition at the same time, navigated it very, very well. North Dakota State's success is obviously one of the biggest stories in college football, but South Dakota State has had some success themselves, and they've sent a couple guys to the NFL with Goddard and, and Zenner, and North Dakota State has, has really been 
their bugaboo where we've owned the Jacks. And yeah, yeah, I know the Jacks beat us the last two Dakota marker games, but go check out the trophy case at Gate City Bank Field, you rabbit fans, you, you dirty rabbit fans, and you can look at all of our trophies and, and tell us all you want about how the Dakota marker sitting in Brookings because that bad boy's coming back to Fargo after next weekend. But before we get there, we better talk about the Delaware Blue Hens. They got a pretty good offense led by redshirt junior Pat Kehoe. He's a big kid, 6'4", 240 pounds. Coach Kleiman said this guy can sling the ball around. He's a southpaw, left-handed guy. Danny Rocco, the coach of Delaware, coached at Richmond. He's been up here before in the 2015 semifinals, so he knows a little bit about how hostile and loud and crazy awesome that Fargo Dome crowd can be after several hours of tailgating. What do you know about the Blue Hens? Well, I know that they're pretty big. You know, you referenced Pat Kehoe. I mean, he's got Ben Roethlisberger size. I mean, he's 6'4", 240, which I think, you know, is almost identical size to Ben Roethlisberger or, you know, even a Joe Flacco, who who is a Delaware alum as well. But, I mean, they got big guys all throughout the field at their skill positions. I mean, I think they got a 240-pound running back and 270-pound tight end, which is just absolutely miraculous in my opinion. But, I mean, what what fans are going to see out of their offense is honestly probably not anything different that they see from NDSU on a week-to-week basis. They want to set up the run so they can get Pat Kehoe the ball to pass. And, I mean, over the course of their first three games, they've been able to do that because they've played against some pretty poor defenses. I mean, Rhode Island is a good team offensively. I mean, they almost beat UConn and FBS team last week. But the two teams that they played the last two weeks are Lafayette, who I don't think has had a winning season since, like, 2003, and then Cornell, who is, you know, you know, normally a doormat in the Ivy League, and both of those teams give up over 400 yards per game to opposing offenses. So, you know, this is going to be a different breed of, of team that Delaware sees. They haven't seen a dominant defensive team yet this season, so I'm really interested to see how Pat Kehoe and the rest of the offense kind of handles the pressure that North Dakota State's going to bring them today, because it's going to be a lot of it funny. They're going to be bringing blitzes. They're going to be doing we saw it against North Alabama last week. I mean, they made Christian Lopez's day just a living hell coming after him, you know, every single play. So I'm interested to see what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of reaction we get out of Delaware from the Bison defense. Nolan P. Schmidt, editor-in-chief of Bison Illustrated Magazine. You can check out our weekly podcast at bisonillustrated.com. We do a weekly show and we uh, talk about all things Bison. One of the things, Coach Kleiman, Nolan, we were at his press conference earlier this week and he mentioned that Delaware's got a lot of seniors like 16 or 17 seniors mm-hmm. very veteran laden team on defense and they don't give up very many big plays they keep the offense in front of them so this might be a day where North Dakota State's offense needs to borrowing a term from Hank Schram the old Kansas City Chiefs coach matriculate the ball down the field we're going to need to <laughs> matriculate the ball down the field what do you see for the outcome today buddy they got a little bit. They got to be a little bit methodical. I think is the word. You know, Swanee. I think you know if you look, if you watch their game against Rhode Island, they they gave up some bigger plays down the down the stretch of the game, and, and they were able to do that because Rhode Island's quarterback was able to get outside the pocket. We saw that last week when Easton Pick got outside the pocket. He connected with Dallas Freeman for two you know big pass plays. So yeah, you know, I, I think I think meticulous and, and matriculate are two good words to to describe how. How the Bison offense needs to be today, but I mean, we need to see the we need to see the run game pick up a little bit, Swanee. Obviously, teams are going to sell out for it the rest of the season, but I, I'd like to see a little bit more productivity out of that running game today. What's the final score? 
Uh, let's see. I think I gave him 13. I think I gave Delaware 13 points on, on the podcast. And I think that might be too much. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 40 to 10, 40 to 10. And revising the pick Nolan P Schmidt, editor in chief of the Bison illustrated magazine. Have a good one today, buddy. And thanks for uh, stopping by. Enjoy your homecoming, bud. It's Bison homecoming this week. We got the Delaware blue hands and there's no limit. There's no limit from North Dakota game and fish on how many blue hens you can bag. We're going to talk about the game day predictions with Chase Miller coming up. Heard it here with Swanee on 740 AM The Fan and 107.3 FM. 740 The Fan. Sports, news, blogs, contests. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Online computers, that's how. Stay connected to everything. 740thefan.com. When you need tires, Valley Tires got them. Passenger car and light truck tires, commercial truck tires, even agricultural tires and tracks. If it rolls, Valley Tire has you covered with the most popular and best performing tires on the market. Michelin, BF Goodrich, Uniroyal, and Hancock. Valley Tire, the newest tire shop in the FM area. With a knowledgeable staff to get you back on the road in a hurry. Valley Tire, 6827th Street South, Fargo. Just south of the intersection of Main Avenue and 25th Street. Online at valleytire.net or call 701-551-7002. At American Family Insurance, we believe that with the right support, any dream is possible. For auto, home, business, or life, contact us today. For details, contact Chris Heise Agency. Call 701-293-0798 or stop by 722 13th Avenue East in West Fargo today. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI. American Family Insurance Company. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. Altendorf Trucking has alternating full and part-time CDLA driving positions to be filled immediately for the harvest season, hauling local and over the road. These positions can easily be made permanent for those willing to work full-time. Get started on your new career with Altendorf Trucking. To apply, call Mike or Marvin at Altendorf Trucking and Express in Minto, North Dakota, or email application to truck.safety at altendorfinc.com. That's truck.safety at altendorfinc.com. The sideline is no place for your athlete. Dedicated to the complete care of young athletes, Essentia Health's orthopedic and sports medicine team of doctors, specialists, and trainers provide injury prevention and rehabilitation services at every level. We'll get your athlete back in the game. Essentia Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, caring for you like nowhere else. For more information, visit EssentiaHealth.org. Hey, kid, your life sure skidded to a stop. Should have seen Yonkey Insurance. Tell me about it, dude. Yeah, let's see. Speeding, a DUI, and no insurance. Yeah, bad move. Real bad, which is why you're sitting on the curb with a thumb in the air. Any suggestions? For you? Yeah, try that corner over there. There's more traffic. But for the rest of you still out there driving without insurance, call Yonkey Insurance now. Canceled, refused, need an SR-22? Get covered fast at Yonkey Insurance Fargo. Call 232-5722. That's 232-5722 before they get to you. Yonkey insurance. 740 The Fan is on the road a lot covering local sports and that's thanks to Matt's Automotive Service Center. They keep the fan vehicles running smoothly with regular maintenance from their award-winning team. Matt's Automotive Service Center. More than just an experience, they're the standard. 
When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. We're taking it to the bank as Swanee brings you his lock-solid prediction for this week's game. Just <clears throat> don't bet the house on it or anything, okay? Oh, my God. Are you serious? Straight cash money, baby. Talking straight cash money. That's what we bring you on Heard It Here with Swanee. We're just straight cash money for a full hour. You know what was straight cash money? Ma Swanee. So her and Pa Swanee are staying with Libby and me this weekend, and she had oven-fresh hot ham and cheese sandwiches. So at 6.15, Chase, when I rolled out of bed, <laughs> got, got my coffee in my John F. Kennedy Presidential Library Cup. Ma Swanee had fresh hot ham and cheese sandwiches on top of the oven, ready to roll. Well, you were uh, treated quite well this morning, I would say, right? Oh, it, it was it was pretty fantastic. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I I normally don't cook those for myself, and my wife's a really really good cook, but they're they're slammed with work this weekend. They got to do a bunch of QA on their machines up at Roger Maris, so she's got that going on. So I've kind of got a hall pass where my only instructions are. Just be in good enough shape where we can go out to dinner after the game. So it's a pretty low bar for me. Which today. is why you like a one o'clock game, then, right? Instead of a two thirty game. Absolutely, I can't. <laughs> I can't do it like I used to to stay up the Friday night before. Uh, I, I think we were home by ten o'clock last night, and after the game today, I'm going to be absolutely whooped. But I think this is the first game of the year where North Dakota State is really going to be tested. Delaware brings a lot of experienced players to the Fargo Dome. They bring a lot of guys that have played in some big CEA football games. Now they've missed the playoffs mm-hmm. and they dropped one. We were at the, you were there, I was there, Nolan was there, the press conference with Coach Kleiman earlier this week where he said, don't let Delaware's loss in the opener to Rhode Island fool you. Delaware had no business losing that game and kind of shot themselves in the foot. So I think North Dakota State, especially the uh, the secondary. I think Pat Kehoe, he's going to be slinging the ball around today to try to beat the Bison downfield. And the one thing I'll be curious to see, this is going to be the best defense bar none that NDSU has seen so far. You know, talking with um, Dallas Freeman, wide receiver, who really stepped onto the scene, and he kind of joked, it was like, yeah, it finally took a while, you know, being a fifth year at a redshirt senior to really have the numbers that he performed uh, against North Alabama, four receptions for over 100 yards, and what he was able to do against the Lions. He just said, we're treating Delaware like a Valley team. How they look, how big they are, how physical they are. They're going to treat them as if it's a conference game, which is perfect because once after this week is done, you're playing South Dakota State for the Dakota marker at the Dome. South Dakota State has a bye week. So, how banged up will NDSU get after this game? You know, you had a game, bye week, game, game. Now you're finally getting into the rhythm. So, for me, it's Delaware's defense. Uh, can NDSU rush the football a little bit more consistent? And if they can't, this might be the game where we see Easton Stick have to throw for 200. 250 yards, maybe 300 yards to open up the pass. If all of a sudden Delaware says, we're going to put seven, eight guys in the box, we're going to take that away, and we're going to put our you know cornerbacks on the island, and you're going to have to beat us one-on-one. You know That was essentially the blueprint that James Madison did a couple years ago and got the job done. So if Delaware can run that similar style of defense – you know, we'll see a lot early on here from NDSU. How can they, you know, counter contrast different game plans? We might see different wide receiver packages than what we've seen in the first two games. That's what I'm more curious to see. And then NDSU's defense against Delaware, a big physical running back, a big, uh, you know, lefty quarterback that I heard you talking a little bit about with Nolan. So 
We'll see. The Blue Hens offense hasn't really got things going against Lafayette, against Cornell, against Rhode Island. I don't expect them to all of a sudden score 40 points you know, against NDSU, but if their special teams or defense gets a turnover, if they make a big-time play, they can get the Blue Hens uh, offense on a shorter field. That's always big in games like this with North Dakota State and Delaware. So Delaware lost that first game, Swanee, against Rhode Island. As you mentioned, they weren't in the top 25, but they're right there across the top 25, and they would love nothing better than to get something on the resume because they haven't been to the playoffs in quite a long time. Yeah, they've been uh, off the radar since winning a national championship under Casey Keeler in the early 2000s. They had a title game appearance with Joe Flacco at quarterback. They're averaging 27.7 points per game. Coach Kleiman said they're very reminiscent of an upper echelon Valley team. And in talking with someone close to the program earlier this week, he told me they reminded North Dakota State that Delaware looked an awful lot like Western Illinois, that they really, the Blue Hands really reminded our coaching staff when watching them on film of the Leathernecks from Western Illinois. And that's a team that always plays North Dakota State tough. And this this game, Chase, is so critical. Not only do you want to win all your football games at home, but North Dakota State has a bear of a schedule coming mm-hmm. up. you got South Dakota State and the Dakota marker next week. After that, you're going to Northern Iowa. Then you go to Macomb to play Western Illinois and I believe, a night game. So it is absolutely critical that North Dakota State gets a win here today. And it's also one of those big non-conference games, Missouri Valley versus CAA, when you start talking playoff playoff time and seedings and how teams match up. North Dakota State wants to get a win and send a message to that selection committee that they're a top-seeded team. So I think that's something that's going to be important. I know I just I just got in the doghouse a little bit. My wife just texted, so where the heck is my hot ham and cheese sandwich? <laughs> so, hey, Mom, you got me in trouble. You should have left. Libya Sandwich, one of the guys, uh, Chase, Kanai Kane, 6-foot, 240-pound running back, yeah. 55 carries this year. He's averaging four yards a carry, so it's kind of like that Leroy Horde, the old Vikings running back. If you need two yards, he'll get you three. If you need five yards, he'll get you three. So we, we had Coach Enson earlier this morning. I don't think Delaware is going to be able to run the ball against, against Code Green and the defensive front. North Dakota State's defensive front has been so good and so dominant through the first few games of the season. I think they're going to have to throw the ball to win, and I would not be surprised if uh, Pat Keyhole, their redshirt junior quarterback who's been in the program for four years now, if he has 40 passing attempts today. Yeah, and again, he's a lefty, and as I said, I think it's going to take a special teams play by Delaware or their defense to make a couple quick three and outs if they got NDSU's offense pushback, maybe a turnover to really stem the time and put it kind of into their favor uh, into the game. And, hey, this could be a slugfest. You know, this this could be the first game this year where you look at uh, other people. Now, North Alabama had some pretty good physical guys up front, but you might be watching the game, listening to the game, you know, at the game, and I think you're going to hear some pads popping pretty good in this one between these two opponents. So Danny Rocco knows what he's getting himself into, being the former coach at Richmond, bringing uh, that squad up here, understanding the environment that a homecoming game can can be. It should be a packed crowd, ruckus crowd inside the Fargo Dome. We'll we'll see at the end of the day what NDSU can do, how much they show uh, early on. I'm curious because last week they only rushed for, what, 40 yards in the first 30 minutes against North Alabama, and it wasn't as if they only had five rushes. You know, they had about 16, 17 rushes, and it took them until the second half to get things going so if that's the case against Delaware then it gets a little bit I think hairier in the second half and that's part of the reason why coach Kleiman decided to take the three points against North Alabama which was hey we're up 14 nothing I could easily go for it at the one yard line here and try to get up uh, you know 21 zip but 
hey, three scores, I feel I, I feel pretty good, yep. you know, if you're a Chris Kleiman. So we'll see what happens. I like the score to be a little bit closer than last week. I said it was going to be 41-10 last week. I was pretty pretty close on, on the final score outcome there. I'm going to like a 35 35 like a 17 kind of game. You know, Delaware might score a little bit in the fourth quarter maybe when NDSU puts some of their uh, second unit in a little bit more, but I like a 35-17 game Bison get to 3 and 0. Nice homecoming win over the Blue Hens. I know you've got Kevin Tresselini, the beat writer from Delaware coming up on your show right after this. Heard it here with Swanee on 7:40 a.m. the fan. One game I'm really paying attention to today outside of North Dakota State's game. Cal Poly is playing Eastern Washington. And that's a game North Dakota State laid a whoop into Cal Poly. But if they can go out to Cheney, the game's at Eastern Washington, I believe. If they can go out to Cheney at the Inferno and hang with Eastern Washington, I think that's one of those games that says an awful lot about North Dakota State. Not not as much as what today's game, obviously. I think we'll learn a lot about the Bison today. I think we need to, last week, like you were saying, we really never got in a rhythm offensively the entire game. I don't know if that was a product. Coach said North Alabama's front seven was really good on defense, and they were. I don't know how much it was the bye week in week two where we just had some rust. So I'm I'm with you, man. I see I see a lower scoring game. I think North Dakota State four touchdowns, two field goals, thirty four to seven kind of thing. So that's I'm calling thirty four to seven. It shouldn't be too bad. Like I said, it should be a fun game. Thirty five seventeen for me. We'll see who who gets a little bit closer. Either way, it's a bodies and win. How you look at it? Yeah, there's a lot of good FCS talk. We'll talk about that coming up uh, next half hour. Then after the show gets done, not to say it might be coming, but college game day you can listen to from nine thirty to eleven. And normally at the end of that show, Swanee, they say where they're going next. So so tune in at around 10.55 to see where they're going to be going next week. And I'm going to make a bold prediction. I'm going to lay it on the line. (laughs) After this show, I'm going to go find my wife a hot ham and cheese sandwich. (laughs) But I think game day is coming to Fargo, man. I think game day is coming to Fargo. This is Herded here with Swanee reminding you that the strength of the herd is the bison and the strength of the bison is the herd.